Easy E, how are we? Sean E, what's happening? And you know what I'm going to do? I'm, I, I'm going to break protocol completely on this and do something that I haven't had reason to bring this up in, in two and a half years doing this podcast. Not two and a half years. How many it is two and a half years doing this podcast. I, yeah. I've never really brought it up. I, I've hinted at it a couple of times, a few selfies, but I haven't really got to say this since I was seven years old. And I'm going to alienate a lot of people because either they don't care or, or there's actually a small portion that, that do care. But I'm going to call them they don't care too much. They would have 10 years ago when they're doing well. But for the first time since 1995, Aston Villa beat Man United 3 1 at home. And I'm very happy. <laughs> Yeah, we kicked no, off with some sports. It's still, it's still on team, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually got a good giggle out of that. I, uh, I was just watching the results coming up, and I kind of had a peg in my head that Villa lost. And then I seen, I, my, you know when, uh, so they do this thing of the psychology of it, and they spell the word like mistake, but they put the letters yes. all jumbled up. Like my brain already went, uh United one three one. I always keep looking. I saw a full time. I thought the same thing. <laughs> the, the, the the results were jumbled up, but the result was still the same in my head. And then I was like, "Hang on a minute! Wait a minute! Those are fake the, numbers. But, those um, are fake numbers. That's not right." <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. So I um I was quite shocked. The mighty Villa do United and Liverpool won. You know, they beat good teams. They won't lose to a relegation team now next week. But you know, all is good in the world of soccer balls. Exactly, all is good in the world of soccer ball, which means all is good with both of us. So this is like, it's going to be a real happy and upbeat of the end of the game Monday podcast because how can I not such a good mood after that? And with that said, we're going to go straight into the intro music of this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. Let's go. This podcast is not going to be upbeat. It's just going to talk about why we are in bits for the last week after the double marathon. But Eric, before we get into the facts and figures, because I've actually took a bit of notes because I couldn't watch the Villa game. Um, I haven't got a stream for it, really. But I'm going to say it's because I was doing so much prep for this podcast, which is also true. Um, so I, I didn't watch the Villa game. I took all these notes and stuff. Before I get into the whole science stuff behind it and, and why things are certain ways right now, how's your body feeling? Um, I... <laughs> Okay, like it was grand. I probably like my recovery week uh, was just a case of me doing nothing, um, which probably wasn't good. Uh, I, I really kind of broke my own rules. Sorry, not that I didn't do nothing. I was in work a couple of days and I was busy doing other things. So uh, the thoughts of the five k run because I knew it was the easiest thing to do. It just wasn't there. I just mm. was like, no. And I was busy kind of sorting other. Elements. I used the time and my time off and my rest off days before the weekend work. I was like. Um, I'd rather get these things done just for my mental space. I was like, the body, body will just be what it is. <laughs> so it'll, it'll recover it, but it, it definitely didn't need it. So uh, I come into work. I'm on for the four days start Saturday, um, but I went uh, last night and I got uh, cycling thirty minutes on the bike. Sorry, I did a circuit session first, a full body circuit session mm-hmm. with lightings and like uh, you know the wobble board balloons, the kind of half gym ball that's on a solid platform that kind of makes your knees wobble if you stand on it both football is it uh, something like that anyway <laughs> <laughs> so you stand on this big bubble and uh, I was doing like single leg squats on that just trying to see how the knees were and they were sore you know like there's right. there's definitely impact pain I suppose from the repetition there um, so yeah I got on the bike just to not run I suppose um, and then afterwards back into a swimming pool and a sauna and my god 
the luxury of just being weightless in the water. Um, one thing I have noticed as well is um, certain stretches you do when you're full, bearing the full weight in the hamstrings or anything, they're a lot harder. But my flexibility is brilliant in a swim pool because it's not actually bearing any weight. So just taking myself through different stretches and mobility exercises and stuff where the body wasn't really bearing the strain. I was just moving the parts and, and doing lunges as best I can and shallow engines, so, you know, like yeah. stuff like that, just to, just to keep it moving, but with no real weight in it. So all in all, it's been good. The sleep was bad huh. in the, uh, the the night afterwards. Um, I wouldn't even say alcohol related. Well, obviously some element of alcohol related, but um, for the most part, just because my body was in shock, uh, I'd mm. say my nervous system was, it was in a heap. Um, trying to trying to compete with what I just done, but um, after that though, kind of sad that I kind of feel guilty telling people on the Monday or Tuesday I went into work after the bank holiday. It was like, yeah, so how are you after the marathon? I was like, yeah, grand. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of that is down to you. You, you pace. You you did a lot of heart rate stuff, so you you try to control how much pressure. Obviously, you're always going to be some some sort of pressure to a marathon, but. But you were smarter in that, like you were keeping the heart rate down, so the body was able to function a, a good bit longer. Whereas those that were pushing on for their their, their PB time stuff, so I'm not saying you weren't pushing, but you were like this heart rate saying at this, and and that's it for as long as hard as it can. Whereas other people would have been looking at that, and like myself, went straight on out, and you know we, we felt the effects of it. Yeah, and look, it's not an egotistical thing. I'm actually embarrassed to say I'm fine. There's no way you should feel totally fine after a marathon and four four and a bit weeks training like it's just <laughs> it's actually i'm kind of annoyed at myself i'm angry at me i was like oh i hate you <laughs> but, <laughs> like, no, but, and look i did i went around to just get around and uh, mm. I, I suppose i don't take much pride in the fact i'm fine but yeah still look if you were to go back to erica five years ago the toss across the road would make me get sick but never mind running a marathon so um yeah. Yeah, I suppose to be able to just go through 42.2 and come out the other side relatively okay and be able to go to work and fly helicopters on the Tuesday. Like it's, <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a bad day out. It's, a, it's, not a, it's not a bad position to be in, and especially when we're talking now about recovery. And it just shows me versus you. Like I went with the heart rate and, and even in a, in a get... <coughs> sorry, apologies. In a, in a get around... Um, kind of mentality it just shows what managing heart rate can do for your recovery and and how it feels and maybe there is more to heart rate training in that sense because you can you can do more consistently i suppose and that's always been the method i've gone with yeah um well like yourself i actually spent a lot of time at the swim pool as well um over the <laughs> <laughs> not in it either, and i was definitely alcohol fueled as well i got a couple of walks in and stuff like that but um apart from that I, the, the recovery part that i would recommend uh, it, it's not what I did. I usually say three, four days, nothing knees back in. I didn't step foot in. I actually, I stepped foot in the gym at the hotel hotel there and it was two Reeboker steps. There was a bench with no weights and it was just one multi-gym. And like, it just looked so depressing. I was like, nah, I'm heading off to get another free beer. So <laughs> I didn't do a lot of walking one of the days. But apart from that, I did absolutely nothing else. But we're going to get into why why people may feel that way um, in a bad way. So, one of the big things is obviously dehydration. Like you're going to lose anywhere between three to six liters of, of true sweat during And Dublin was a particularly warm day as well. So what's happening here is you know, obviously blood's going through working muscles, but it's also trying to 
cool yourself down as well. So there's a lot going on at once. And you're probably not the most hydrated that you're going through trying to get water stations or you getting creamed by someone at 30K trying to get your water bottle and all the rest. So it, it's very hard to get the adequate amount of water and take your time and keep going through there. And um, the impact of doing 40,000 plus steps is obviously going to have effect on your marathon as well. And um, your immune system is more compromised afterwards. You're, we talked before about the glucose stores around the 32K mark, they're completely depleted. So that's going to put more pressure in the body and inflammation in the body. Your testosterone is down as well for good. They say eight days afterwards, whether male or female, that delays your recovery. So the best thing is probably not going to the gym two, three days afterwards because your recovery is going to be harder for your body to recover, which testosterone and all the rest. So you're more likely, not more than likely, you have an increased chance of getting injured. And your cortisol levels are up. The physical stress of running the marathon, and let's face it, the emotional stress of doing that 42.2 when your body wants to quit as well. And all those things combined um, leads to a poor night's sleep because your body is just, it does a lot going on right there. It's trying to recover. It's trying to get more hydration in. It's trying to lower all these levels that are just rising to the roof. Your testosterone going down. And um, one of the studies I read, it could take up to a week for your adrenaline to go down. And you're saying, well, Sean, there's a lot of different things going on here. H- how do you know? And one of the answers is, is pretty much what you alluded to, Eric, is if you go for that light run, see what your heart rate's like. Is the heart rate similar yeah. going for that light run as it is the week or two before? And if it's really high, it might be a case of, hey, now is not the time to get back to any sort of training right now. You need to pull back or even just go for longer walks. Yeah, and I would 100% agree. Like it's, for those who haven't done one, you might even feel if you do a heavy day mm. and then walk up, walk up the stairs the next day, and when you get to the top, you're like, Jesus, I'm supposed to be fitter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, I, I definitely found that, like it's because we live in the first floor apartment, but there's 15, 16 steps or whatever it is up yeah. to the apartment, and, and like even on Tuesday evening, I was like, <gasps> by the time I got to the top, but the heart rate, like it, it, it definitely felt like I was starting to learn how to run again. It was um it was like the it didn't matter what you did, the heart rate would go on to 140 as a as a standard. No matter if you lifted up your phone, it was like stood up, the heart rate was going there. Um and that's where it was gonna stay before you did anything, you know. So it's it's uh yeah definitely definitely noticeable for me. And I felt great afterwards, but uh the slightest bit of exercise or the warmer day and and when just on that point as well. It was a warmer day. I think it was what fifteen degrees. There's Spaniards listening to this now, going, "What <laughs> is wrong with these people?" Yo, fifteen degree marathon. I felt bad, not bad. I, 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 if you listen back to the podcast last week, you probably hear my voice. I, I was pessimistic about talking about the last two miles and seeing more when, when like people dropping off and stuff like that. Uh, compared to what I saw previous years. And I tried to like be like, this is what I saw and this is what you may have saw, but it may not be in the case. But the more I look online and, and the more people I, I've talked to, it's just the weekend gone and stuff, it seems more than ever, like there were so many people that they were forced to walk those last two miles that were going into the medical tents afterwards that were just... A lot more people, uh, even the medical staff were more under, from what I've heard, were more under pressure this year than it was. And and look, maybe it is that one, two, three degrees. Maybe it's the fact that a lot of people hadn't had races in a while and and they just pushed really, really hard without, you know, it's very hard to pace yourself and throughout an entire marathon. You you build it up so much and it was the first one in three years and maybe there's a lot of different things going on for a lot of different people. Um, I, I don't know exactly what it was. 
But it, it is a case of, of, well, not it is a case, but it does seem a case that a lot more people struggled here than what we would have seen in the last couple of years. And may, or maybe it's just a case that they signed up in 2019, 2020, and they hadn't done the, the, the training. Or, or I say that knowing that, hey, full well, you know, I was in a bad way when I finished. You know, I, I was in the toilet, toners, dry heaving. I thought I was going to get sick everywhere last half hour or so afterwards. So I'm not saying that as of like other people like that and me and you were grand. Hey, I, I was in a bad way as well. Yeah, no, I, I think there's there's different levels of bad way. Like when I went in to a crowned bar to try and order a pint an hour later, I got lightheaded and thought I was going to faint because the the heat, the, yeah. the crowd, the whole, the body was just like, what are you doing? We're back again. You know, it was <laughs> uh, it was just horrific. So I just sat down and made other people get me drinks for the night. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like it is something we noted. And we have a thing here, like when you're looking at something, you look at something until you don't actually know what you're looking for. You just know something is different. And as what I would say with the marathon, we've done it. We've had a bad one. We've had a good one. You've done an extra one. I've been at the finish line, not running and running. And when you're looking at a picture and you're like, there's something wrong with this picture. Mm. And for me, it was the bodies everywhere. <laughs> um, and, it, and it is something. And and there is that, uh, there's this thing as well. And I know we've kind of alluded to called the hunger knock, but basically when you haven't eaten enough, and uh, your body runs out of fuel, mm. but you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Eventually, till you get to this stage where you just knock, uh, you, there's nothing you can do about it. Your body just says, okay, we'll do it for you. And just, that's the end of you. You just tip over. Um, and a lot of people seem to have got to that stage. Um, so, yeah, I, I, heat could be one. It was noticeably warmer through the Phoenix Park. was one thing I noticed. It was and, and a lack of wind. I know we don't want the wind, but cool breeze can do a lot for helping the body cool down. So with no breeze, with the extra bit of heat, a lot of people are sweating that you said they're three to six liters, you know, they're, they're trending towards the, the six. If there's no breeze to help them cool down as well. So difficult to put your finger on it. it, it it's hard to know. Um, yeah, I, I, I could, I couldn't tell you, but definitely it was one thing I 100% noticed, or maybe it was just because this year I was still running and not walking that I noticed everyone else walking. I, I don't know, but it's, um, I definitely had the capacity to take it in and it was just one of those things that just didn't look right. But um, just on that, like I, I do find as well, we talked about stresses. For me, the swimming pool is king. I did get to the pool to just put my body into it. I didn't train. I wouldn't call it training, but just to get into yeah. the pool. Um, just to, that weightlessness, that that feeling of just being light, particularly on the legs, I just found really refreshing because I hadn't even got the energy to do a foam rolling session. I was just... The, the massage going was great. I have to say it was just lazy. It was put on the telly. I had so many big feeds <laughs> over the week, but the massage going was great because right. it was lazy. Um, but I had someone ask me about the compression boots. Oh, do you know sure. much about them? No, um, I, I I only know of what we did in um, when we were at the the Adult Expo in the first year. And I've seen them. I haven't read into them. I've, I've only used them those one or two times. One time I used them there. Um, no, I, I don't know enough to have a, a proper opinion to, to put on the podcast, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, no, I, I haven't read much into them, but this is the discussion they have. And I hope people get back to this because, John, the best thing about the podcast is we'll say something and someone will correct us and then we know. So I'm going to just say stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, sure. But... Someone said that after the put on the, the boots, I think it could have been Marky. I, I replied to his comments about them and I was like, something about they're not worth the money or whatever it was. Um, but then I ended up having further discussion with other about them. Others have them, others don't. And they were like, 
after the marriage, you know, would you put on the boots or would you think about buying the boots and stuff? And I was kind of like, well, no, I probably wouldn't because I wouldn't justify the money because one, I have the massage gun and then the, the idea I imagine, and I haven't read anything, I'm just going to guess, the idea mm. of the compression, like anything, let's take a blood pressure thing, it puts a pressure on an area, if you want to take a reading, you can push the blood <laughs> back from the feet, back towards the heart. I imagine that's what it's trying to do by the, the slight yeah. tension on the muscles squeezing up. Whereas for me, I just lay on the couch and elevate my feet above my head and use the massage gun. Um, so I, I, I'm guessing there's something to the compression, the tight and this and the releasing and everything else. There's not much massage there. There's not much, you know, movement to lactic acid. You know, I, I'm trying to figure out what it is, but for me, sticking my legs above my head and just licking an ice cream was like, <laughs> do you know how many ice creams I could buy for the thousand euros some people want for them compression boots? Yeah, but like even the, the massage gun won't put enough pressure on you that that a, a human would. So like that them and the boots is is not the exact same thing. And I do realize I'm talking about this, and I kind of half recommend the top ten tips to have the um the compression shorts on the the, the long um bottoms compression bottoms to have a small bit of that. Like I think it can go a little bit of the way, especially I did read before massage gun. If you have it near like ligaments for like five to ten minutes, it can help increase blood flow around there. I've, I've read one kind of study and it's annoying me like I can't remember exactly where that is because I remember talking to someone else who doesn't believe him at all. But I, I do think whatever you're doing, if you constantly do it, um, whether the science says it helps or not, uh, if you do it enough and you feel better uh, more enough afterwards, that regardless. It, you know that that it, it can be a good thing now compression boots are like six seven eight hundred quid is a lot of money for that but hey people could be listening to the two of us talking about massage guns and go well they're just as bad because they they do the same thing release the compression that wraps around the entire legs so i i don't know what's the answer to it i i find it hard spending that much in that when usually choices either hey spend money on that or spend money on on four you might even get four pairs of runners at this this day and age for for that you know kind of way. But that yeah. would be four pairs would last me a, a, a full twelve months if I if I program my season right. Now, uh, don't get me wrong. I've given an opinion. I've reviewed. I've I've worn them once. I, I yeah, we were ten minutes and, and we had a pair of jeans on and, and we were half cut yeah. as well. <laughs> um, like. I, I just want one of these um, companies to just give me the boots and then I'll do a proper review. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, we're, we are very open. Like if, if we, we put this in the podcast and tomorrow and you listen to this and we have an Instagram post we should have on it. Hey, feel free to put in the comment section if you're using the boots and you're like, we're not like, hey, you're wrong, you're wrong. We, we'd rather have someone DM us or message us and go, actually, you know, I've used these for a while. I find they're really cool and, and they really work for us. Or, you know, here, here's what I do. Here, here's the link to these, these not, not sponsored like that, but here's a link to the, where I bought them and, and and this is why I believe in work. You know, hey, fair enough. We, we're definitely not experts on, on, on that side of things, you know? Yeah. But in, in, in reality, then they've taken them out of it because they are very much new. Uh, the massage gun was very much new to me. Foam rolling was new mm. to me. And now it's massage guns. I, you know, like it's, uh, we're learning all the time. But for me, definitely, um, post-marathon, um, water. Water is king if, yeah. you, if you can get to the pool. Um, even just little things that I would do is um, a swim session. Um, now, I'm, I'm lying by saying I did it this week. I didn't. It started this weekend uh, just with other stuff that came up. Um, so tomorrow, yesterday, I did 30 minutes on the bike and 10 minutes in the pool. And by pool session, 
I literally kicked my way down the pool for 20 meters one length and stood mm. at the other side for four or five minutes and then kicked my way just small leg movements not so concerned about the upper body it was all just about the legs and just starting to get them moving again um and kind of did a kick that's not really great for swimmers where i was bending the knees a little bit in the kick um just oh, how just could to, you yeah 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 he's <laughs> uh just to kind of get them used to bending again without the, the the resistance on it now tomorrow when i go back into the pool um i'll go for the 250 500 meters stuff just getting into that and uh, there'll be another cycle as well um won't run i won't run until probably thursday evening i'll get a light run in before the event on um saturday yeah, I, I I did a light run today. Uh, I, I did feel like the heart rate was a little higher than normal. I didn't feel great, but like I felt okay. I, I got through it, but my God, let's ease back in. Uh, if you are listening to this, I suppose, you know, obviously listening to this at this stage, hopefully still. A few general guidelines I found this. There's a few things I'm not too sure I totally agree on. One that kept popping up was um, rest, would, not rest, sorry, recovery before you go back full steam ahead so it wasn't like you could still do light runs and and different sessions like that but it was like before you go back into a full training plan or or, or intervals anything was uh rest one day per race mile you do so in this case it'd be 26 days to fully recover from from um from the marathon do hard training sessions stuff like that again now to me, that seems a bit high because like there's some studies that are like, hey, muscle damage could last up to two weeks afterwards. Uh, some actually say close to four weeks for full body recovery after Martin. Um, or one thing you can do to that, is, I suppose, is like a reverse taper. So like you're obviously eased up the week up to Martin, but ease up the week afterwards and then ease a small bit more. And then by your third, fourth week, you're back into your full train and adding a small bit each time. Pretty much like you did with the bike there. Just even, you know, 30 minutes in there, you're not putting much weight in the legs and stuff like that. And then away you go from there. Yeah, like I think it's uh, a lot of these would be coming from, this is just my view, it's not a study, but a lot of these are coming from the background of running. You know, they assume that all you will do is run. Um, Yeah. You know, like your recovery for a marathon, would have been going out running? I, I think you felt the effects of running a marathon. Uh, as well as in 80k and i think your body started to show you that maybe you're not quite peak just at dublin i think uh you did a fantastic time but i think you're probably tired now would you agree yeah yeah um so and that's just in the running element and 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 rightly so you've done a hell of a lot in, in a short space so particularly 80k to a marathon to a marathon do you know like the week was it a week between the marathon and the 80k yeah, I did the 80k. So 120k in a week. And then yeah. you had a four week break. Um, and probably too short a gap to be going for PBs. And that's it. If you were to think about it in terms of recovery and what we just read out there, they reckon three to mm. four months. However, if we were to get you on the bike a little bit more, we we're getting you doing other things, you could have given the legs a break, but still maintained a lot of that cardio fitness. But you've done a lot of muscular endurance from all the strength and conditioning you're doing as well. So your body as a machine is working fantastically. Mechanically, you can get around. And then it's just a case of how tired are you? Um, And that's kind of the attitude I like to take with it. When the marathon is done for me, seat to summit is always the last event. Um, And then after that, I kind of go lazy until February. But this year, we're not going to do that. For me now, it's back into the swimming pool, back onto the bike. I'm going to take the pressure off the knees. And this is where we're going to get into 5K, 10K, PB 
timings-ish. Um, a lot of people kind of say, I don't have time over Christmas. But if there's one thing I've learned over many years of saying I don't have time over Christmas, if there's one time I have time to train, it's <laughs> actually over Christmas. The only thing about it is it's miserable. Um, and, and what I would say to people coming to the end of the year in terms of their training and what they're trying to do is don't wait till January to start because it's too late. You actually do have the time over Christmas and um, like Christmas Day. There's no reason why uh, kids, whatever you're doing, you know, you can get your 20 minute run in, you know, to to ease into the dinner the Stevens day you, you you might find that time but i find i have a lot of time like christmas day there's and and that's just my personal situation at the minute but you know like from from nine o'clock till three o'clock it's like well what am i doing do you know like it's there's plenty of time but the shorter sharper stuff especially when the weather is miserable do you know being aiming for a 5k 10k you know if you're going for a 5k pb by january you're you're doing five to ten maybe 12k would be your longest run on a sunday so you're guaranteeing you're only going into the misery for a half hour, uh, maybe a little mm. bit more. Um, and then working on the strength and conditioning element, which will keep you indoors. Maybe look at a three-month gym membership to get you over the next period into February, um, which will give you access to a swimming pool. A sauna is phenomenal. I And, and personally, again, I just find it just mm. helps the heart rate. Uh, it helps me monitor the heart rate, maintain heart rates when I'm on runs and stuff because exposure to it, like I last night I did 10 minutes and I was feeling it tomorrow I'll do 15 until I get up to my 30 minutes again and I just find it really helps overall fitness and and might be proven but for me I think once I can sustain that for 30 minutes a run in the cold is not so bad as well it's it's just another mental thing so they're my plans I know that wasn't the aim of the, the, the podcast about recovery and what you do but when you when you talk about training for marathons I haven't mentioned once a long run really <laughs> you know or yeah i mentioned marathon it's going to be cycling swimming sitting on my arse in a sauna um it's it's going to be a 5k run here and there but a bit quicker but to be i won't be doing much long runs until probably february i'd say maybe a couple over the winter period uh maybe the art o'neill i didn't get it but we'll talk about it later but uh yeah it's, <laughs> um but yeah for me now it'll be it'd be switching into the shorter sharper stuff but longer on bikes longer in pool well, I suppose that's, that's one thing to get into now because you could really go one or two ways right now. You know, you've built up the marathon, you've built up this big goal uh, for a lot of people, a 16-week training plan, some 20-week training plan. I know for myself, it was, it was pretty much a 12-month training plan in terms of all the different goals I had from when I did thoroughbred and I was very unhappy with how I did mentally and physically on that day and, and all the events led to, to Dublin. It's very easy to switch off now and go, hey, you know, mission accomplished, I did that. And, you know, for some people, they can do that and, and great, fair play, but we're, we're like, how long to get back onto the wagon until you go again? Like, do, do you book something, you know, March or April next year? So you go give yourself a month or two break, go right back into it. And it could be like, hey, you're you're, you're very tired and sore right now. You do, do need those two, three weeks away from running. But that doesn't mean you can't do a small bit, like you said, on the bike. Or maybe you want to do, like what I did last year was I did a lot more in the gym. So I put on a, a look a bit more muscle. I, I, I do have on my Instagram stories. I, I know I made a big jump from October to January. Uh, Instagram, the page, sorry. I, I made, I think I put an extra two, two, three kilo on in those three months. Because uh, I just focused just a lot more on hypertrophy and stuff like that with a small bit of running here and there. Um, whereas this year, you, you alluded to the Arthur Neil. I'm very fortunate to be in the lottery for that. So I will be keeping up the run a bit, but I will be also doing a small bit of 
I was going to say cycling, but the weather, I'm not too sure. So I do have to plan that out a little bit more. But before all that, I've got to run the line in two weeks. So that's the goal from there. But I will be doing shorter stuff myself. But it's nice to have something. My point is, it's nice to have something after the marathon. You go, you know what? This still keeps me focused to do something. Uh, it doesn't have to be intense. Like if you want to take the whole one day per race per mile, not do don't do anything intense for 26 days doesn't mean and that doesn't mean either that you don't train for 26 days there's still stuff you can do keep yourself going mentally and mentally really as well as physically yeah and and like one thing i'm going to do this year and it's i was trying to think for a long time and we've been running our little thing now for two and a bit years but every year we say new year new me <clears throat> all that the new year's resolutions and what i'm going to try and do over the next eight weeks is um try and present myself a different version by january 1st right so using the christmas period and the next eight weeks to be disciplined to be consistent not to be perfect to just be consistent enjoy the food enjoy the drink but train Hmm. and when it gets to january 1st i have the choice to maintain a new me or you know it'd be the same old me but the, the choice is there but I think if you if you think about the Christmas period as an opportunity to present yourself a new person in January, like if you, if you use the next two months, November into December, it's eight weeks. It's a, it's a lot of time until the new year, new you. Um, but if you can work on the consistency over the next eight weeks, you can present yourself an option yeah. of do you keep this going? You have the habits. You've got through the hardest period of parties, uh, alcohol, sweets, you name it, food in general. And you've presented yourself, like you said, you put on two to three kilos of muscle mass. So you presented yourself with a very good you in January. And then it's a case of what else can I do Mm. with my year? You know, whereas I just think we kind of need to change that perspective of this, the new year and "Ah, I'll leave it to January or I'll leave it to Monday stuff. You know, if we can get the consistency in 20, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever you have to do every day just to do something. Um, and to get to that and that's my goal my goal is to get through the christmas period and on the first day of january maybe take a little break and decide what i'm going to be for the year i suppose and it's just it's just that element of if i can frame people's especially haven't done it come out of march and go right that's me done till february march april i'm not i'm not touching a thing till my next 16 week program but to be honest i end just i end just feeling shit about myself i end up hating myself i end up putting on weight in places i don't want to i feel fat low self-esteem like everything comes with that you know you can't going from that running high and the reason i'm saying it is as well that you know we talk about the november and stuff but particularly for blokes when you go from something of that physical achievement to go and become a fat shit by january is not a good feeling and i've done it and then it's really hard to take your fat shit self and try and turn it into a marathon running machine and then you're going at your 630 pace at a heart rate of 180 and you're like i used to be able to run 430s for a marathon so that's my point here is you know whether you've done the marathon and you're one and done that's fine and you can blend back into your normal routine that's fine if you've developed a bug for it and you like it you've used it as a stepping stone to become a different version of yourself you'd like you probably lost some weight uh, and you're liking what you're getting into um i would use these periods now to build on consistent because the consistency of it is 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 not about doing four hour runs it's about Mm. doing 15 minutes every day and if you can show up just even show up every day for 15 minutes you will transform a lifestyle Uh, and that's one thing that i'm fed up me personally doing the yo-yo of 
absolute brilliance to fat shit. <laughs> and, and it has so much more effects on everything else, relationships, work life, balance, tiredness, fatigue, motivation. And I'm always, when I cross the marathon finish line, I'll take on the world. January 17th, I'm like, ah, tomorrow. And there's another takeaway. Yeah. So, and I, I know we started this on recovery, but I do think we're talking about goal setting. And yeah. I just, you kind of have to be realistic. You're, if you've come through the marathon and you've come through something big, it's time to start thinking what you want to do. Um, and not just event-wise. It's like, what, what do you want to do? It's a lifestyle choice now. You've made a lifestyle choice for 20 odd weeks. Now you kind of have to decide, is that is that a life you want to live? Or because the fall down from it is is very difficult. 100%. I mean, do, do you go faster or do you go longer? Supposing the runs and I've decided to go longer. But like some people, hey, there's, I, I, like I've said before in this podcast, that how many times my hardest race, although sun, last Sunday was up there, if not the hardest one, but exceptionally last Sunday, my hardest race is 5Ks. Absolutely hate them. Can't put, well, I will push one day to the sub 20, but that, that does nothing at all wrong with, hey, 5Ks, 10Ks, that's what you do. That's what you're going to work hard at. And that's, we're going to see your progress. So that's going to give you the goals to keep on going. Um, I, I do think, I, I know you've said there that recovery and the goal setting are two separate, but for me, um, it's the mental recovery at the end of a marathon because you, like you said, on that high you are on that Sunday and all of a sudden, you know, even the Monday and people congratulating you and all the rest and, and you're getting your, your Facebook, your Instagram messages. But at the end of the week, it's right back down again. It's like, now what? And, and you know, you don't have to jump on it straight away, but it, it is, it is a, it's a process to lead towards something. Um, and that, that's going to be different for each person. Don't just do it because, hey, you, you hear, you know, you want to do the hard man and stuff and build back up to that next year. Or I want to do long runs. It might be, you know, hey, those those 5Ks in the, in, in the park runs, I want to keep banging them out every three, four weeks or six weeks, go for a new PB and, and keep pushing from there. Yeah, and uh, and that's it. And and to be honest, um, especially when you come through an event like that, going back training on your own is lonely. Mm. Um, and I'd also just encourage people to get involved with park runs. Um, there's probably a lot of people out there that when you ask them to go running, they'll say, "I'm not going running with you." <laughs> now that you've oh, now oh, that man. you've done a now that you've done a marathon, and do you know what? It's kind of hurtful. It happened to me again <laughs> today. And I was like, oh, but I would like company because I just ran with 20,000 people and now I'm going running on my own again. Um, the biggest misconception, though, is because they're like, oh, you, you ran this time. If I run with you, you're going to want to go faster and stuff. It's like most of the times, like I want that 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 slower run. You got to be very careful because if you're not into running, you say to them, hey, I want to go for an easy run. They're like, well, nothing's going to be fucking easy about it for me. It's like, yeah. no, no, easy run is the type of run you got to explain. It's like, I want to go for a run or my heart rate is low. Like I, I'm struggling to get back down to zone two running, not just leading up to the marathon as well. So if I'm running with a couple of people and I'm doing that zone two run, I'm at my happiest there. Like I'm happy to trot along and, and have the chats and just build up that aerobic capacity again. If I want to go for faster work, I'll do that on my own at a separate stage. But I'm running with you. It's not like, oh my God, I can't believe we're going, you know, this slow or anything like that. That never enters my mind. Yeah, no, it's a, uh... Yeah, no, it's 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 never that. Now I do feel when I know people are going out for their zone pace, and I know their zone pace about a four minute kilometer. I'm like, nah, man, look, I know what you're out here to do, so you just go do it. You know, there's a difference. There's a difference um, there because they're going for training. They're going for a specific yeah. zone training training session. Yeah, but usually, yeah, yeah. you want to run with someone. It's like, 
hey, going for a, and yeah, once again, you can't say light run because you might feel like you're being big handed yeah. about it, but just, I just want to go running and, and, yeah. and chill on this one. But yeah, it, I would say the hard work is done, the mental battle is done. I would recommend to people find a buddy. Just there's yeah. there's a lot of people out there to go for a run that you don't even know that if you just said, listen, I'm just going to go for a light run, maybe on the beach or something. Do you want to go? Or I'm going to go for a walk up Ticknock or a hill here somewhere. Um, I would just recommend it because it is a weird, like I know we're talking about on a come down, but like it is, it is a, a, a very serious, it's a steep come down from, mm. from very rigid to nothing. And, and, and maybe just reach out to people. Oh, I'll go running with anyone. I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, Well, look, you hear like athletes and, and you know, entertainers and stuff talking about the come down from events, stuff like that. But look, I'm not going to be ever in, in, in an event by myself when there's 300,000 people watching you. And that's what Dublin was. You know, constantly people cheering you all the way through. Like, I, I'm not going to be in Crow Park because I don't play or watch Gah. But I'm not yeah. going to be in that environment where you have that big... Like the closest thing I have that is Dublin. I went through that. And now that, that's my big high of the year. That's my big build-up. That's my Super Bowl, my FA Cup final event. So there's got to be a huge come down from that. Like it, it's it's very hard to navigate it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's just yeah, it's just an important one for people. But yeah, look, it's um, do try to get out. I'll probably do a bit of running with you now. Mm. Well, when I'm back, but over the Christmas, it'll just be making it our business to go and walk runs. You know, in the hills, maybe change it up a little bit. That we're not full steam ahead. We're just enjoying getting out for a couple of hours because yeah, I think when you spend so much time in your head, it is a long time as well. But it is nice to get a bit of company, especially for the dark nights and the dark mornings and the cold and stuff. It's it's nice to have that company with it. Um, because when you get car freezing, they get out of the car freezing. And then you both talk about how cold you are and you just get on with it then. It's like it's 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 part of the shared pain, I suppose, but it's it's nicer to do that with people. And like that's again, as I said, hopefully me and you over the Christmas. Hmm. I hope to run with you more. I don't really train with you. <laughs> no, we we, we train once we, or twice yeah for people who talk about running a lot together we don't train together but over the christmas period you have no goals i've no goals and that's a perfect time to just shoot the breeze get on a bike together you know like and mm. and that's where it's important for people to meet up with people and and maybe we should sean maybe we should organize a little christmas 5k or something i know we're in one location in the country but i think i know there's park runs i know there's everything which way but it, just looking at the group of people we gathered in in toners after uh, the marathon, it, it's that's the kind of group I'd like to get with over a Christmas run and and a few hot whiskeys or hot chocolates or whatever the case may be afterwards. Um, it's it's definitely definitely something we should we should look at. But that's my advice to people: is just start integrating again. It's it's for a person who has trained a lot on their own and been in their own heads for a while. It is really really nice when there's nothing on the line to mingle with people mm. again. <laughs> It's it makes a big big difference. Yeah, I mean, my goal now is just put miles and legs, and any which way I do that, I'm I'm very happy out doing that. So yeah, no, hundred percent. I I really don't know what else I had to be totally honest. With you. I I um yeah, it, it sounds good. I I'm not the best in the world organizing those events and stuff, but I will turn up if it's if it's organized and we'll, we'll, we'll do, definitely do something. We're definitely running anyway before the Christmas. That's that's a hundred percent sure. Actually, no. You're fecking off to Australia for a month. Go out of that. I am. <laughs> Sam, does that mean uh, does that mean we're taking three weeks off, or is the podcast going down under? 
Well, the, the podcast might have to go down under. What, what can I say? Um, I, to, to, to end the podcast, to do a full circle on it, I also found out I lost half an inch on that Martin run as well. I don't know where you're talking about. Sorry, you must have broke up there. Height. Height. Oh, it right. is half an inch in height to the running. Yeah, it's the same as half an inch in height. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, listening to this week's episode of the Energy Run Day podcast. That's it for myself and Eric. Take care. Bye.